audio check. On this episode, I interviewed the prednisone pharmacist and hear about her story on how she found her niche in pharmacy. Hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of RX Radio. I'm your host, Richard Waith, and I'm really excited about today's episode. Uh, as a lot of you know, uh, a lot of listeners that are tuning in know that I'm really passionate about pharmacists going into a niche. And I feel like we have a pharmacist right now on the on the show with us that really embodies that. Uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Megan Milne. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. So you, I discovered you from a previous guest, actually, that was on the podcast previously, and uh, he sent me to your website, which is the uh, prednisone pharmacist. And I was like, oh my God, niche. Like I just, I just heard the word niche scream at me. And I was so excited to kind of learn more about you and about what it is that you're doing. Um, and I have a ton of questions about kind of what you are um, passionate about and what you're working on. Um, but before I, we jump into my questions, can you first maybe just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I'm Megan. I am a third generation pharmacist. Um, I graduated from the University of Utah. My grandpa and my dad both did as well. And um, my grandpa started the family pharmacy 65 years ago. So it's fun. I haven't worked there though, because I live in a different part of the state. My little brother, who was your other guest he works there ah, so that's if you the haven't listened to that episode <laughs> the dir dir free episode that's my little brother yes um he he is amazing at that anyway so i went to the u i then got recruited by a fortune 200 company and they let me start their mtm program and i hired dozens of pharmacists across the country to change people's lives using MTM. And luckily, once I had my first kid, I've been able to work from home as a pharmacist for the last 10 years. I graduated 11 years ago. So it's been quite a ride having lots of fun doing that. And then I have done insurance appeals and prior authorizations from home for the last about five years. And then I started my business about uh, two years ago. It's crazy that your family is just full of like a bunch of great pharmacists doing awesome things. That's, that's super, that's super awesome. Um, now, before we go into kind of the uh, what you're currently doing and currently working on, can you maybe give a little bit of insight and reflection on some of the things that you're doing, whether that be through MTM or uh, some of the other things that you mentioned um, for, for the other companies, for the um, insurance plans and things like that? Yeah, so... For MTM, they it was back when MTM was brand new. And so I got to just create it from scratch, what I wanted it to look like. And so I got to define the criteria for the company. And I got to define how the pharmacists were to operate, what they were looking for and how they were going to do it. We ended up choosing by doing it on the phone. And that was best for our clients because they were such special needs people with limited resources to be able to travel to like have a face-to-face that really wasn't much of an option for them and so that was amazing just training all these people flying to corporate headquarters to get a million dollars in funding for it those were some amazing experiences 
So then um, you also wanted to hear about the appeals. So some of my um, fellow pharmacists who I'd worked with at that company, they moved on to another company that does appeals, mostly medical appeals, like with doctors. And they have this huge network of doctors who will help decide whether to pay for an um, the insurance, whether the insurance should pay for an, a complex surgery or a really expensive medical intervention. But they also have a wing that pays for pharmacy claims and prior authorizations. And so they hired me and I could work while my kids were sleeping. I would just log in on the computer and decide whether somebody got to get their Humira or their other expensive biologic or sometimes even just really silly, pointless <laughs> prior authorizations like for Omeprazole. Like, really? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Now, t- tell us about your, uh, that's really interesting about to hear just kind of, uh, you know, one of the things I like to highlight, especially on on the podcast is just kind of all the different ways that pharmacists can play a role. And it's just interesting to hear kind of a non-traditional side of it as well. And um, now kind of moving towards what it is that you're doing now and, and what you're currently working on. Um, where did the passion, I guess, kind of start with being kind of the prednisone pharmacist come from? So, oh, almost three years ago, I was recovering from mastitis and I had been given two antibiotics and I had been allergic to the first one and the second one. I was like, how could I possibly be allergic to this one too? And what happened was I suddenly got this bizarro rash like going down my chest and it was these little red dots. And I was like, those remind me of something in pharmacy school. I don't remember what they're called. And then they spread all the way down from my chest, all the way down to my feet, these little tiny red dots. And then I got these bruises that didn't hurt and they were weirdly shaped. And I was like, Ooh, that reminds me of something too. What were those called? <laughs> and I, had to, I had to look them up yeah. to remember <laughs> the petechiae. Ooh, yikes. That was a little red dot. And I thought, this is not good. So I called my dermatologist and I said, I think I'm having some really weird drug reaction, but I can't see any drugs that would have caused it that I'm taking. So this is weird. So they go and check and they're like, I don't think this is a drug reaction either. It's not listed in any of our references. So not sure what this is. And I said, I think I'm bleeding internally. They're like, I don't know. I was like, can you please check my my bleeding lab values? And they're like, uh, okay, fine. So they d- agreed to, to draw my CBC. And when they drew my CBC, they couldn't get a hold of me. And two hours later, when they finally got the results, to tell me urgently that my platelets were 12. Wow. And if you're not like memorizing your platelet levels. Like I didn't really know them at the time that normal is between 150 to 400. And I was at 12. So I was essentially on the floor. I had almost no ability to clot at that point. And they said, you need to call your primary care. So I call my primary care and they're like, eh, I think you just need to go straight to the emergency room. And the emergency room takes my CBC again 
I'm down to three platelets. 3,000 technically is what yeah. it is. And I'm essentially a, a ticking time bomb. If I got in a car accident, I would just bleed to death. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And they're, and they're like, by the way, we're just going to hospitalize you for a week. Even though you feel fine, you, you're, you know, we just have to hospitalize you. I'm like, no way. And they prescribe prednisone. And I'm like, really? Like, I remember that drug from pharmacy school. And that's the one I never, ever, ever, ever wanted anything to do with. Like, what a terrible drug. And so they give me the prednisone and they say, you know what? Since you're a pharmacist and you're breastfeeding, we'll let you even decide which drug you want to help you sleep tonight. <laughs> we'll let you decide all of these things. I was like, this is great. And so I got to tell them which <laughs> of the Z drugs I wanted and all of that. And I got to spend, it wasn't a week. They finally let me go after three days because the prednisone did kick in and brought my platelets up. And I got to go home because I was out of the scary range. Hmm. And I thought, oh, this won't be too bad. I'll just be on prednisone for like 10 days and then my, my blood will be fine and everything will be just dandy. And it'll be like, well, that was a fun, interesting experience in the hospital, being a patient instead of being, you know, on the provider side. And it didn't last. The prednisone only kept my platelets up when it was a really high dose. And as soon as they tried to taper, my platelets would crash. And so I had this roller coaster. Every week I had to have my CBC drawn. Every week it was like a pregnant, uh, like a woman with infertility wanting to know, am I pregnant or not? And mm. like that, is it going to be positive? Is it going to be a high platelet number or not? And this a roller coaster of, okay, it's high. So now we can drop your prednisone dose. But oh, now it's not high enough. So we have to like double your dose and just months of this. And finally, my doctor was like, yeah, it's not going to be a great long-term alternative for you to be on prednisone. So we're going to have to take out your spleen. And I was like, you have oh, to be kidding me. I am not giving up my spleen. This is insane. Like I'm not cracking open my belly just for this. This is so ridiculous. And thankfully, there were some pharmacists who had done a literature review for ITP. By the way, that was my diagnosis, ITP, immune thrombocytopenia. And they had looked at all the different treatments. And they'd found that if a person was young and female and otherwise healthy, that a splenectomy was not necessarily the best choice. Instead, the chemotherapy drug rituximab was better for that population. And I was like, thank you, whoever you are, you pharmacists, you, because I really don't want to have to give up an organ. I'd rather go through chemotherapy. And so I was on prednisone from October until April when they finally did the chemo. And I, that whole time had suffered so many side effects. It was such a terrible, miserable experience being on such high doses and then withdrawals and everything in between. And finally, one day after my second chemotherapy, I was like, there has to be something better than this. Like, why am I suffering from all of these side effects? There's got to be a way to cope. And then it occurred to me that 
prednisone causes tons of nutrient depletion. I didn't really know at the time how much. I knew for sure about calcium and vitamin D causing osteoporosis. But I think that's what the problem is. I think that those nutrients being depleted are leading to these side effects. And there's got to be a vitamin out there. Somebody must have created a vitamin out there that could solve this problem. And I Googled and no, there was nothing like that. I Googled prednisone vitamin. I Googled, <clears throat> Googled prednisone nutrient depletion. Nothing. There was nothing. Nobody had figured out that this was a problem. And so I decided I'm taking ownership of this problem. This is what I'm going to be, become. I'm going to become the prednisone pharmacist. I'm going to create a product that gives back all those nutrients prednisone depletes to fight back against those side effects. That was my plan. So that was April um, of 2018. Nice. So give me like, I guess some, uh, I eventually want to get into kind of what pharmacists can do in terms of counseling, but maybe I, I want to first maybe dive into a little bit about like being the prednisone pharmacist and prednisonepharmacist.com. So what kind of, uh, I guess, what is the product? Um, maybe, maybe introduce that a little bit, talk a little bit more about that. Is there something else that might happen as well in terms of what you want to do um, on prednisonepharmacist.com? Uh, so give us maybe a little bit of an intro there. Yeah. So at that point, I started my research to figure out exactly what literature support there was for this thesis that I had, that the nutrient depletion leads to the side effects. And so I went to Natural Medicine's database. I went to Pharmacist Letter. I did PubMed searches. I did all of this research, and I found over 75 articles to support that thesis, that really there is support, that prednisone steals chromium, and that is related to the extremely high blood sugars that prednisone causes, which leads to the insulin insensitivity and weight gain and bizarre fat redistributions like the moon face and the big fat belly. And so I found all of this like little studies here and there that all add up to really support this. And based on all of that, I, I created a dietary supplement called Neutronize Zone. And it gives back the 10 nutrients that I can find the best evidence to support. And it's given in the morning to help with especially the blood sugars and in the evening to help especially with the insomnia. And the combination has been really well received by people. Right now, I'm mostly selling it online, but I've also got it in several pharmacies and the people who get it from the pharmacies love it just as much. Anyway, so with that, it's been a huge process of learning how to have an online business, how to sell a physical product instead of selling in a pharmacy. Like it's a totally different ballgame. And so I've had this amazing opportunity to learn online marketing and running my own little business. And then you asked about what my plans are for prednisone pharmacist. So I currently use prednisone pharmacist com as kind of a an attraction engine to get people in so that they can 
learn about prednisone and find the answers that aren't there. Since prednisone was approved in 1955, there just are no no experts out there publishing about it. There's no Humira humongous advertising budget behind prednisone. Like it's, nobody talks about it. There's not really any great research published about it. In fact, the published side effect list in all of the drug databases is like totally inaccurate. It misses, like if you get a patient printout, a lot of them don't even say insomnia. And that's like the number one tweeted side effect. It's bizarre. (laughs) So, so my, my goal is to be that source of good information. And then once people get that, you can fight back against the side effects then hopefully it draws them in to see that there's a product that can solve that problem. So I'm hoping to be like this evidence-based, dependable resource and attract people to know that there's a problem to solve. And so that's my physical products plan. And then hopefully in the future, I can create like a course about how to cope with prednisone side effects. And that is what my, my plan is for 2021. That's awesome. Uh, and it's mainly focused in terms of a course like that. That's for the people taking it. Um, what about, yeah. what about like for clinicians or are you going to direct anything towards clinicians or just be a, a resource center for them as well? Or, um, that's just yeah. kind of super curious about that side of it. <laughs> well, I actually started with clinicians. I did a continuing education about two years ago. Um, just here in Utah and um, it I've got it posted on my YouTube channel. So any pharmacist can watch it about nutrient depletion and helping your patients cope with side effects, especially a prednisone. So that's available. And then I have a whole um, resource that's my, my sales website, nutrinize.com slash wholesale that has some really good evidence-based support of what you can do to help your patients on prednisone. Now, so. now I remember when, uh, when I was practicing in community, I used to like have like a, a bit of like nervousness when I, when I would dispense prednisone, um, because I just always remember that being that, like you had mentioned earlier, like that scary drug with all the side effects. And I just always thought I was like, there's so many things to worry about with this medication. I, I don't really even know where to start for counseling, you know? And like, it just, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and it was just so intimidating, you know, and especially like when, like people would literally patients would ask like, well, what side effects should I expect? And it's like, uh, almost everything, you know, like, so it's kind of <laughs> hard like to, so for me, I found that very challenging. So with that being said, what I wanted to ask is maybe like, what like kind of counseling tips or important pointers would you say that pharmacists should really hit on, um, with, if they know that they have a patient that's going to be taking prednisone? You know what? This is such an important question. I'm so glad you asked it. Because I'm in several patient support groups. There are actually prednisone support groups, like lots of them, because it's such a huge problem for these people. And I've asked them, what do you wish your pharmacist or your doctor had told you? And then I've also asked them, did they tell you this? So I've I've really gathered a lot of information about this. And the number one thing that people feel that they should have been told and that nobody mentioned is that prednisone causes weight gain. And it was like a shock to so many people that 
their body was going to look disfigured, that they were going to get this moon face and they were going to get this belly and that their arms were going to shrink and their legs were going to shrink and that nobody told them how they could cope with that, that it was even going to happen in any way. And so that's the number one thing is telling your patients that prednisone is going to cause some serious munchies and that it's going to interfere with your blood sugar. And so basically to dumb this down, to like simplify exactly what you should remember and to say is tell your patient that prednisone causes weight gain and to cope with that, cut out the sugars and cut out the salts. And when you do that, you're going to be giving your body the ability to cope with how prednisone is interfering. Because as a glucocorticoid, it is causing high glucose. And we want to do everything we can to keep the glucose under control. And as a mineralocorticoid, it's causing high sodium. And so that leads to the swelling. And so the combination of all of that is don't add any sugar or salt to your diet. People have found a lot of great um, ability to cope when they do a keto diet or other things where they're keeping the sugars at a minimal level. So that's the first one is the weight gain. And then the second one is insomnia and mood dysregulation. So if people know that the drug can cause it, then they can take steps to, to cope. Like they can have excellent sleep hygiene. So any of your sleep hygiene tips, you know, use them. Like don't look at your screen at two hours before bed. You know, use your bed for only two things, sleep and sex, right? All of those really great tips you already know as a pharmacist. Use them all for your prednisone patients about sleep. Because when they're not sleeping, then it really helps. It's really hard to heal from whatever they're taking the prednisone for. Plus the mood dysregulation. Oh, people just feel so crazy. And when you can't sleep, it makes you even feel crazier. So tell them that it's not you, it's the drug. And help them find any way to get sleep, whether it's melatonin or a sleep drug, just, you know, Benadryl, anything. Like help them find peace. (laughs) Help them get the rest they need. How does that, how does that change that? Those are really good points. Um, I think those are extreme. I think those are good ways to, um, have a pharmacist focus, like someone like myself that's just worried about all of the side effects potentially, like it helps us focus. So, um, that's great. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Now, how does that change or, or the emphasis of that change? If it's a short course of prednisone, um, versus someone that likes, it appears that they're probably going to be on it, um, long-term for a particular disease state. So, one dose is enough to interfere with the adrenal, hypothalamic adrenal pituitary axis. And sorry, I did that a little backwards, HPA. Anyway, it is one, only one dose is necessary to interfere with the sleep, the cortisol balance. And so people can start suffering insomnia after just one dose, especially the higher the dose. So they definitely need help with sleep at the very beginning. And they might not gain weight at the beginning. They might actually lose weight for the first few weeks. But they will get the appetite changes pretty quickly. So just letting them know 
that it's like these are likely to be the way you feel it makes them feel just like oh that's why I'm so hungry oh that's why I can't sleep at night instead of just being like I'm just going crazy like why is like I think I'm insane it's not you it's the drug just mm-hmm. knowing that it's not you is so empowering just that much information that your pharmacist told you what to expect and it's like okay I can deal with this I have a plan this just gives them so much peace that's interesting. What else? Any 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 other tips? Anything else for pharmacists to yeah. look out for um, for patients yeah. outside of just like the top things? Mm-hmm. So the first was weight gain. The second was sleep, and the third is osteoporosis. And osteoporosis, we all learned about that in pharmacy school, right? Like prednisone causes it's the number one drug that causes osteoporosis. We all know that. But what's surprising is they did a study and only 20% of pharmacists had recommended calcium and vitamin D, even though that's what the American College of Rheumatologists recommend for all patients on prednisone. So we need to do a better job at that, at recommending calcium and vitamin D. And then some surprising things that I discovered just being in these support groups that are kind of more rare, but it's good for the pharmacist to be aware of so that they can help when those things arise include withdrawal. I didn't realize what a huge problem withdrawal is for patients when they go off prednisone too quickly, like when the doctor's taper is too fast or if the patient goes cold turkey or something. And so obviously warning them not to go cold turkey is key. Number one. And then, um, helping them to realize that if they feel like they got run over by a bus or they have the flu or some like that terrible feeling, the flu-like symptoms, that it might actually be withdrawal syndrome from prednisone and how very miserable that is. They can't get out of bed. They're just suffering, achy and miserable, no energy. And then the prednisone withdrawal, if it's not dealt with, can actually lead to long-term adrenal insufficiency where they're dependent on steroids the rest of their lives. So those are way more rare, but the suffering is huge. And so if you can be there to help them say, okay, I think you better you know, go back on the prednisone, talk to your doctor, taper slower. I have a whole taper schedule on my website if people need help coming up with a slower taper. So I think those are really important. And then finally, if you really want to get down into the nitty gritty is just monitoring parameters that we learn about in pharmacy school. Like an eye exam. I just talked to a lady today who was like, if I hadn't been getting my routine eye exam, they would not have noticed that I had glaucoma so bad and I could have gone completely blind. And it's like, oh, you poor lady. And so... They need routine eye exams. They need DEXA scans for the osteoporosis. They need their A1C checked because of the sugars. You know, like I have a whole list of those that I can refer you to as well. But that I really want pharmacists to focus on the weight gain, the sleep, and the osteoporosis. Now, a couple of times you had mentioned support groups. And I, it kind of brings me back to when I was doing um, like some private MTM services before um, before coming to my current role uh, with VUCA Health is I was heavily involved in support groups on Facebook because I thought it was a great way to uh, show a pharmacist value and and just 
I also saw that there was so much going on that patients needed help with. But and it was also just crazy mm-hmm. to see how many support groups are on Facebook alone for almost yeah. every sort of disease state. Now, what support groups are you are you talking about? Is it things like on Facebook? Is it other support groups or um, what kind of support groups do you know of that patients are kind of involved in? I think the the highest is definitely Facebook. There are others that exist, but they're a lot slower moving and um, kind of get outdated pretty quickly. So I pretty much put all my focus on the Facebook support groups. And so there's prednisone specific ones. And then there's like rheumatoid arthritis, adrenal insufficiency. Oh, those ones, they are active. And are you in there <laughs> kind of busy. as a pharmacist kind of giving your advice and helping them? Yeah, I'm... Some of them don't really want to hear from an expert. They kind of just want to commiserate. And so it's really important that you follow whatever the social norms are of the group. And so if they want to hear an expert, then I'll share my expert perspective. But if they just want to hear, you know, I'm getting jittery hands. Is this normal? And I'll respond, yes, I had that too. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Like they don't uh, want me to say... (laughs) <laughs> right you, like I suffered too yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah so you just got to follow that social norm I made a beginning a beginner's mistake with one of the groups just posting these videos that I'd made and it's like no you don't post like links in that site you just yeah. post like support <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah a lot of those groups have like its rules that you have to follow and stuff so that, make, that makes a lot of sense now, what mm-hmm. what resources uh, do you recommend for clinicians? Obviously, other than them, first thing doing is going to prednisonepharmacist.com. Other than that, <laughs> what other resources mm-hmm. might you recommend for uh, clinicians um, if they want to kind of like dig a little bit deeper into it? Anything specific that you might uh, recommend? Well, I mean, I mentioned my wholesale link Nutrinize.com slash wholesale. That's designed for pharmacists and doctors to learn about the prednisone nutrient depletion specifically. And so I've got my a link to my CE that I gave. It's an hour long, all about nutrient depletion. So I've got that. And I think that's probably the best place to start. And then there's other resources there on that site. And then um, there are some really great journal articles about monitoring prednisone but that's probably more than most people (laughs) care about Mm. makes sense makes sense and what about for patients um maybe is there resources that you have um that you that patient that maybe pharmacists can provide to their patients to go to um if they know that they're going to be someone that uh, might be taking the medication long term yes definitely so i created the prednisone checklist and it's eight pages long. The first, the only really core ones are about four pages long where I went through all the evidence from the American College of Rheumatology guidelines to those journal articles I was just talking about where it talks about monitoring parameters to other um, pharmacist type resources that would help people cope with general side effects like sleep hygiene tips, that kind of a thing. And I compiled it all together so that the top 15 complaints, like the top 15 side effects of prednisone patients, I've got what they can do on their, excuse me, what they can do on their own, like a whole chart 
this is what you can do on your own to cope with the side effect. And this is what you should talk to your doctor about. And then these are the things that your doctor needs to check. Like, for example, with osteoporosis, if that's the first thing, what they can do on their own is they can take calcium and vitamin D. And then what they should talk to their doctor about is getting a DEXA scan. And so it's also a great resource for pharmacists if they wanted a summary of all of the different monitoring parameters, but in a patient-friendly language. That's what it's designed for. And so just go to prednisonepharmacist.com and there's you can get the prednisone checklist and it's there to help people to really take matters into their own hands, to fight back in those little ways like taking calcium and vitamin D plus good sleep hygiene plus cutting out sugars. Like all of these little things are really little things, but they add up so much that if they actually do them, like their experience taking prednisone can be so transformed. Well, it definitely sounds like you put a lot of work and thought into, you know, creating the best tools for pharmacists uh, to provide their patients. So I, I definitely, um, I'll be linking uh, all that information into the show notes. Uh, so pharmacists will have a, a place to find all those resources. So um, I, I think on behalf of probably all the pharmacists that are going to look at that, thank you for creating that. I think, I think that's great. Um, one thing I wanted to also ask is, and, and as I had mentioned before earlier on the episode is that I'm super big on pharmacists kind of finding a niche and especially something that they're passionate about um, and seeing how they confuse their career with that. And, and um, what advice do you have for, pharmacists that are looking to find their niche and and I think this can be it'll be up to you but you know this could be some targeted to a pharmacy student kind of figuring things out or it could be targeted to you know a veteran pharmacist that's been out practicing for over 10 years um what advice would you have for that pharmacist looking to kind of find that niche that is a fascinating question because for me, I'd been looking for my niche, you know, like I'd, I'd read Tim Ferriss's for our work week. I'd read other like entrepreneurship literature and I had looked and I hadn't really found anything that fit. And so the first thing is just be patient. Like it, maybe the opportunity is going to knock on, knock you on your head like it did me, or maybe you just have to decide what it is and just keep trying different niches until you find one that really sticks. So I love this one entrepreneur mentor. He says that entrepreneurs are those who learn how to take ownership of problems they didn't cause, create real solutions to those problems and serve people with excellence. So basically find a problem that you are willing to take ownership of. You didn't cause it, but you're willing to find a solution and share that with other people. And the other thing is make sure it's something that lights you up enough that you can get out of bed early for it in two years or five years or 10 years. So prednisone still keeps me excited two years later. I'm still like, I still haven't run out of information to talk about. Still have a huge plan of all of the topics I need to cover. And so find something that is a problem, a legitimate problem that other people are looking for a solution for. And if you want to know if they're actually looking for it, you can um, Google it. And like Google has like these really amazing analytics tools to find out how many other people are searching for it. And so if a lot of people are searching for that same problem, then it's a problem worth solving. But if 
if it's not um, like prednisone nutrient depletion is not a term that gets Googled a lot. (laughs) Mm. And I thought it would be, you know, I'm a total nerd. But the people who do Google prednisone nutrient depletion are really quality leads. And so essentially it's finding something big enough that other people need a solution and then owning it and becoming passionate about it and trying. And maybe it won't work out, but you'll have learned so much in the process. Like even if this whole prednisone pharmacist thing doesn't work out long-term, I know how to become a different sort of expert, a different sort of online marketer because there's so many amazing resources out there for becoming an online expert and creating digital courses and helping people solve real problems that they're really struggling with. I actually can relate a lot to the, you know, starting something and, you know, just going for it because, and even though whether without the, you know, concern or worry about it working out or not, because I mean, I've started, I don't know how many different brands and businesses and things that like obviously did not work out, but like each one of them came on with its significant learnings. And, and I also don't have to live with the regret of not trying it, uh, which I think is extremely important as well. And, um, you know, sometimes it is, it is something huge and, and that searched a million times a day, but then sometimes it's something smaller that might not be as obvious or like, you know, I don't think any, at least for sure, I didn't, I did not think I'd ever find the prednisone pharmacist, you know, because it's one <laughs> drug, you know, like it's just, yes. it's just something that it might appear small on the surface, but then when you start to dig in, you realize that there's potentially endless issues with, uh, with what's going on across the nation with people taking it. And, um, you know, you can, you can really have a real impact on people. So, um, I really like your, um, your advice there. So thank you for that. And, um, the last question I have for you, kind of the off the wall question that, uh, I'm not sure if your brother prepared you for or not, but, uh, the bonus question is if you had the opportunity to take one person out to dinner, um, who would that person be and why? And it just can't be the current or any past presidents. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. And they have to be alive and famous, which means they have to be, um, they have to have a, a Wikipedia page or, or like just someone that's famous that people know or people can like learn more about on the internet. You know, I think I'm going to have to go for a fellow pharmacist who has really nailed the niche thing and become the expert. And I think that would be Isabella Wentz. She's the thyroid pharmacist and she's got like millions of followers and she's published all of these books and, you know, like she's really nailed it. And so I'd love to just pick her brain and find out exactly how she went from where I am, which is where I think she was like 10 years ago to where she is now. Like what steps should I not take? Like, I'd love to just hear from her. Where should I go next? What specific steps should I take? Interesting. Awesome. What what was her, do you know if she has an Instagram that I can maybe link up in the show notes? Yeah, I I think it's just thyroid pharmacist. Interesting. Okay. I mean, she she really went. She nailed it because the the thyroid drugs are like the number two and three drugs dispensed in America. You know, and so like there are millions, hundreds of millions of people that are attracted to her, right? Like whereas 
prednisone is the number two, 22 drug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's got this huge base to, to serve. And I don't think any of us can touch it. You know, like she's been doing this for 10 years. Like she's got it down. So I'd yeah. love to. So I, I think that w- one interesting point there I have to that though is um, I do think in, and, and this is just kind of, kind of off the wall, but I also don't think that should be a deterrent for others. Like mm-hmm. because someone sees that there's a niche, uh, you know, that is being taken by someone, the abundance that is available in terms of market share for anything. I, I, I guarantee any industry, any topic, any niche, any brand, there's even though you might see on the Internet, there's only there's one person doing it and they're huge. Don't let that be a deterrence to entering that niche. Because mm-hmm. the things that you do in your circles and your bubbles might almost never overlap and have anything to do with or take away from uh, that other sort of, uh, you know, person in that niche. So that's just one thing that I feel like, um, you know, some people might not necessarily not saying it's you, but like other people might have oh, yeah. a sort of like a, a, a concern as, as they're looking for their own niches. They might see. Uh, you know, something that they thought about, but uh, someone else might be doing or, or is somewhere in that niche. Like, don't worry about what other people are doing in that sense. I would go for it if it's something that is that you you think that you would find joy in, happiness in and, and can cause uh, cha- have some change. in. so I would definitely encourage that. But um, I totally agree. I think even if, you know, you became the thyroid problem during pregnancy pharmacist or the thyroid problem in men pharmacist exactly. or, you know, yep. whatever sub niche of that, you could totally do it because you have your own voice, your own way of interacting that can attract a totally different population. So I agree that even if it's part of the thyroid universe, you can still jump into that. Even if it's part of the autoimmune universe or whatever niche you're looking at, you can have your own way of looking of of helping because there's you know there's the the autoimmune doctors or there's the of the thyroid doctor like mm-hmm. she's yep. not the thyroid pharmacist and so they they attract different people and so you can definitely do that i don't really want anybody touching the prednisone world but i don't think you can <laughs> at this point <laughs> that's funny well, Megan, thank you so much uh, for all your time and all your insight. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Uh, what's the best way for people to get back in contact with you if they want to connect after the episode? Yeah, just go to my website, prednisonepharmacist.com, and there's a contact form. It's me. It's just me. <laughs> You're not going to anybody else. Or you can go to neutronize.com, and there's also a contact form there. I'm also on Instagram as at prednisone pharmacist or on youtube as youtube slash dr megan prednisone pharmacist dr megan so you can find me pretty much on any social channel i also have a facebook page the prednisone warriors with dr megan whichever channel you are on i am there and i can help you help your patients on prednisone i'd love to be a resource for you if you've got off the wall prednisone side effect questions as well awesome again megan thank you so much for your time really appreciate it You're welcome.
Okay, definitely for one thing that I got out of that episode is that I am way more comfortable now with if I ever have to counsel on prednisone. That was super helpful. I no longer have anxiety if I ever have to dispense that. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I will make sure to include all the links to the resources that Megan had mentioned in the episode in the show notes. So make sure to check that out um, and how to connect back with her if you'd like. Make sure to connect with me on any of your favorite social media platforms. Just search Richard Waith on any of them, and I'm sure you'll find me pop up. Um, Or you can connect with RX Radio on there as well. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Pharmacy.